Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Matoivu Yalecha Yaakov. How good is your tense, Jacob? The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos, Parshas, Bolok. That year was Test Tammuz, the ninth day of the month of Tammuz, and the year Tavshin Mem Aleph, 32 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse of this week's Torah portion where it says, How good is your tents, Jacob? Your dwelling place is Yisrael. And the, the, the Rebbe brings that it's brought down in, in the Kutai Torah, which is the classical Hasidic teachings of the Alter Rebbe. He brings what it says in Chazal, that whoever calls Avraham, Avram, without the, without the hay, you transgress on a negative precept. Because the Torah says clearly, you should not be called Avram without a hay, but from now on, you called what? You called Avram. Now, so the question is asked, one second. Hashem changed Yaakov's name to Yisrael. So if that's the case, it should apply the same thing also. Whoever calls Yaakov, Yaakov should transgress. And the, so how can we see the Torah still calling Yaakov in Yisrael? And the answer they give is that because you see that after Hashem told Yaakov's name is Yisrael, he still called Yaakov in the Torah. So therefore, Yaakov has two names, Yaakov and Yisrael. Yaakov is his original name, and Yisrael is the name that was given afterwards. As the Rebbe says, it's known the, the points that are pointed out. What is these two names that Yaakov has? Yaakov and Yisrael. There is, and not only that, you call Yaakov, Yaakov, you don't transgress. And also, why is these two names in this verse... And also in the other, on the other, in the other prophecies of Bilam, you also have both names of Yaakov and Yisrael. Also, you have to understand what is the two terms of Oihel, a tent, and Mishkanech, the place he dwell. And they're technically both referring to the same thing, a tent and the way he dwells, technically the same thing. Also, um, by Yaakov it says the expression of a Oihel, a tent, and by Yisrael it says Mishkanech, the place you're living in. Now, also, the Torah says, secha, which is an idea of plural. And we know plural is at least two. So obviously you see there's four different levels here. Two levels in the level of Yaakov, which is connected to the Oyhalecha, and two levels in the level of Yisrael, which is connected to Mishkanei Secha. So the question is, what are all these four levels? So Rebbe says we're going to understand this based <clears throat> when it says in the Torah as follows, God says, Even though Bilam was trying to curse the Jewish people, Hashem is not listening to Bilam. And not only that, but he cursed them. So it says, God went ahead and took that curse that was supposed to be a curse, negative karma, and he transformed it to actually being a blessing. In other words, the blessings that come from what wanted to be a curse against the Jewish people is actually a, a blessing, and that's called in Kabbalah, it's called Ishapcha, total transformation. You take something negative and you turn it into something positive. Now, what does Ishapcha mean in our spiritual work when we want to transform ourselves, take something negative and turn something positive? That's the avoid of Tshuva. In other words, you did something wrong, so Nebuch, you did something wrong, but when you go ahead and you use that energy to actually get through it and become stronger, that's tshuva. You do the avoid of Yisabcha. So tshuva is connected to Yisabcha. 
In other words, if somebody a tzaddik, a righteous person, and they never sinned, and they never went off the, the, the straight path, so what happens is they, they're walking straight. They're walking normal. And the way Hashem made us, Hashem made us to walk normal, to do what we're supposed to do. So what happens is, if you're a level of a tzaddik and you're walking normal, you're doing the straight path, and you never went off the derech and so on and so forth, so you don't have the power to do his hapka, you can't do transformation. However, if somebody went off the derech and unfortunately did things he wasn't supposed to do, so the, what happens then is the off the derech person has the power, they can do his hapka, they can do full transformation because they have the power to take something negative and they transform it to holiness. So a tzaddik doesn't have the power of his hapka because he was on the right path. But anyone that went off the derech, whether it's small, big, whatever level you went off the derech, you have the power to do something a tzaddik can do, which you can do something which is called this hapka. You can transform a negative into a positive. Now, so that's in general. That Ishapka applies to, to a baltruva, someone that went off the derech, OTD off the derech, versus it doesn't apply to a tzaddik. But the truth is, Rebbe says, Ishapka also applies to a tzaddik. Why? Because a tshuva repenting or returning to Hashem is not only God from you sinned when you went off the derech, but even someone that's a big tzaddik, a complete tzaddik. But the fact is, whatever level you're at, we're finite. So if you're finite, you can still go higher and higher to go to the infinite. So whatever level the tzaddik is, he's not doing true uh, ishapka from, from going off the path, but he's going ishapka from whatever level he is to go to the next level. And to go out from any limited place that you're in. So it's a beautiful idea that this hapka applies on a practical level, or so to speak, in a revealed way. Someone that went off the derech, he can do his hapka. A tzaddik can say, well, where's his hapka? No, because whatever level he's at, it's a finite level. And he breaks out from whatever level he's into the next level. That's his hapka. Like, there is an example. Like, in reference to Avram Avinu. Abraham, the first Jew, Avram Avinu. So even though it says in reference to Avram Avinu, Avram Zakim Baba Yamin. Avram was old and he came with his days. And what does it say? What does that mean? He came with his days. So the Zohar says in Kabbalah it says clearly there wasn't one day that was lacking by him. There wasn't one garment that was lacking from him. In other words, every one of his days, every one of his garments were totally complete. But nevertheless. He was still climbing in his, in his, in his spiritual service. And he actually took his Yetzirah, his evil inclination, transformed it into good. Like it says in the, it says in the Torah, He found his Levavoy, his heart, with face to Hashem. So it should say, but it's also he had one heart. But it says Levavoy with two bases. In other words, that he would transform, besides the fact that his heart, his godly soul, his Yetzirah was connected to God, but even his Yetzirah was also connected to God. He was able to transform it. And as we know, it's brought down a powerful teaching that says that um, the Yetzirah is one of the, one of the three things that God um, regrets that he created them. And one of the things that God cr- regrets for creating them was the Yetzirah. But the fact is, Avram Avinu went ahead and transformed this Yetzirah. And based on this expo- explained in Altar and Lakut Torah, on this verse... Where it says, because I love you, God, is referring to 
on the ten spheroids of the Creator, not the ten spheroids on the lower level, in the world of Atzillus, where it comes down to us, but we're talking about the ten spheroids higher, up until the way there's ten spheroids in the Creator of the whole world. So you see that the tremendous power of transformation is how it takes place because you're able to draw in from the most highest levels. So again, so here you see the real power that that the, that takes place um, through the uh, through the idea of his hapcha. You're able to take something negative and turn it into something positive. So in general, it refers to the avoid of Balchuba, but it also applies to tzaddik and any person that go not necessarily even certain part of his hapcha is from taking negative to positive. But if you're in a positive space, but it's a finite space, you go to the next level. That's his hapcha. Now. So based on this, the Rebbe explains, we'll understand why in the prophecy of Bilam, he says, how good is your tense? What is he referring to? He's referring to the Avoidah of Tshuva, returning to Hashem. And the Avoidah of Tshuva is a level of a Yahafai, where Hashem transforms it into positive. So from here you see that the four levels in this ver- verse, like we spoke about before, there's two levels of oyalim, uh, of tents, and two levels of mishkan secha is referring to the four levels of tshuva. Since it's all about his hapcha and what's his hapcha tshuva, so obviously there's four levels of, 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 uh, of tshuva, and two of them take place in the word Yaakov, and two of them take place in the word Yisrael. Now what does that mean? Shreve explains like this. Generally speaking, what, what's the difference between the name Yaakov and the name Yisrael? So it's understood from the name itself. In other words, Yaakov comes from the word, that his hand was holding in the heel of Esav. Not only that we're talking about a heel, he was holding the heel, the lowest part of it, he was holding the lowest part of Esav. So Yaakov is again the lowest part and connected to Esav. Yisrael, on the other hand, comes from the word of the same letters as Li Reish, to me ahead. And the same thing also says in, it says in the in verse that when he was called Yisrael, Melakim, he fought with, with the angel of God, and Vatuchan, he was successful. In other words, he's a, he's a, he's a officer and a head to those that are below him. So again, so you see that Yaakov is connected to the, the leg and Esav, and Yisrael is connected to a high level. So from here you see, in a, in a level of serving Hashem, that Yaakov is the avoider, the spiritual work of, of, of the heel and the foot, and Yisrael is the avoider of the head. And that's why the Torah, even after Hashem called Yaakov Yisrael, they still call him Yaakov. Why is that? Because the avoider of Yaakov, dealing with the heel, dealing with, the, with, with Esau, it still exists. And as we know that it's, like the author explains in the Kutta Torah, in Parshas Chavim, that there's a certain quality in the avoid of working with, 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 with the physicality, with the heat, with the foot, etc., over the head. On the other hand, there's a quality of the head over the feet. So that's why you have four levels of tshuva. Two of them are connected to Yaakov, the foot, and two of them are connected well, to Yisrael, the head. Okay, so before we go first, what's the Rebbe saying over here? That you have Yaakov and Yisrael. Yaakov is, so to speak, dealing with the, up on the lower level. Yisrael is a higher level. And again, remember, we're dealing with four levels of Truva, because it's all about his Havcha. So there's two levels of Truva associated with Yaakov, which we'll explain soon with more at length. And there's two levels that connected what with Truva with the idea of Yisrael. What does that mean? The Rebbe explains like this. It's brought down in the verse, it says like this. Sur go away from evil. The Asay toiv and do good. 
Bake Shalom, look for peace, you and run after it. So you see there's four levels in the verse. Surmira, Asetoy, Bake Shalom, and Rafayu. What does that mean? The beginning of any spiritual work is the work of Surmira. You have to go away from evil. And like the famous parable from the previous Rebbe, who was celebrating the, his, his release from prison for spreading and teaching chassidus, that he says like this, that let's say you have a cup that you want to drink from or a plate you want to eat from, etc. So before you put fresh food or fresh drink in there, you got to clean it out. Make sure it's clean. Because if you're going to have a dirty cup or a dirty uh, plate and you're going to put clean and fresh food or fresh drinks in there, the food's going to get spoiled. It's going to be ruined. It's going to have not, not going to have the right taste. And especially if you're dealing with a very, very fine and good product of food. So you have to make sure that the, the vessel is very, very clean. And like the teaching in the, teaching in the market, what does that mean on a spiritual level? That when someone has strange thoughts... So the Bhagavad says, if a tzaddik, a very, very holy person, has strange thoughts, that's actually worse, and it creates more of a, an impact in a negative way, worse than, than, than a sin of an ignoramus. So again, so the first avoida is, you have to go ahead and clean out the vessel. You got to make sure the vessel is clean. <clears throat> and what does that mean practically? You got to make sure your thoughts are totally clean and there's no negative thoughts there. After you do the avoido of surmira, which means you clean out the cup, you make sure the vessel the vessel is clean, and the whole world, so to speak, is ready to make this world a dwelling place for Hashem. So then you go to the next level. So the first level again is cleaning out the cup, cleaning out our thought, cleaning out the world, making sure the world is ready. But then you need to bring in the light. Which means you have to do good deeds, real good deeds, tangible good deeds, and then that's how you make the dwelling place for Hashem. So these two first levels of going away from, from evil, which means cleaning it out, bringing in good. Now, on a spiritual level, which worlds are we to- dealing with? Because everything is associated with the four worlds, Atsilas, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. It's connected to the world of Asiya and Yitzira, starting from the bottom up. So Surmeira, which is going away from evil, which is cleaning up the, the thoughts and cleaning up the world, that's connected to the world of Asiya, the world of action. Why is that? Because the world of Asiya, that's where God's most concealed. And that's why this world is mainly, mainly bad, mainly evil, mainly negative. Like it's brought down in Tanya and it says that in this world, unfortunately, the klipot, the negative energy, has tremendous power in this world. And that's where the first beginning of the void is. This the physical, materialistic world to clean it out from negativity. Afterwards, you go up to the level of Yitzira, the level of formation, which is the level of what Baasaytai bring in good. Like it says, Yoitzer to, to form light. And as you already have light and revelation. These two levels, again, of Surmeira, Asaytoiv, Asiya, and Yitzira, getting rid of the negativity, bringing in light. Um, in the letters of Yud Vavke, it's the last two letters of the Hashem's name, Vavhe. So that is what the first avoid, the first two avoid is. Then you have the spiritual work of Bakay Shalom. You have to look for peace. What is what is peace referring to? That's referring to learning Torah. 
Because the fact is, learning Torah is much higher than cleaning up the house, even though you need to do that first, and much higher than Asitab bringing a light. And in the, in the world, it's connected to which world? It's connected to the world of Bria. And in that world already, most of it is good. It's, it's close to Atzillus. It's, it's most of it's good. And the quality and the advantage of learning Torah is because we know that mitzvahs is called the limbs of the body of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. However, Torah, it says, Torah and Hashem is one. Like the author says in Tanya very, very clearly. So in other words, the third level is what? Is learning Torah, which is connected to the world of Bria, and you literally connect the Kaddish Baruch Hu with, which, um, with Torah is connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu versus mitzvahs is only the specific limbs that you're doing. That's the third level. What's the fourth level? So the author explains in the Torah, before he goes into the fourth level, which he says is the level of tshuva. So the fourth level is the highest level, which is tshuva, he says. So he goes back to say that there's three levels in, 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 in tshuva. Over there where he explains that. And he says, one second, the fact is we only find two levels in tshuva. What's the two levels of tshuva? You have the lower level of tshuva and your higher level of tshuva. So what, like, how do you get the, how do you get the three levels? So ever says that this expression in, in Lakota Torah is seemingly understood. Why? Because first he should have said there's four levels of tshuva. Why is he first have to say there's three levels? And then he says, what do you mean? But the fact is, there's only two. And then he explains, no, really, there's actually four. In other words, so why is he like giving it like a, through a roundabout way? So he says it could be that by asking the question, he's trying to hint to the answer, which we're going to learn from it. But again, this is a side note. But back to the point. So what he's saying is, again, the fourth level is the level of tshuva. Now, and he explains that in every one of these levels, you have, you have, you have two levels. In other words, in the fourth level of tshuva, in the fourth level of tshuva, which we're talking at the fourth level, what does that mean practically? What does it mean tshuva? On, on this, you have tshuva on every level, which we'll learn soon. But in talking the, in tshuva itself, what is tshuva connected? The avoid of tefillah. The avoid of prayer. Why? Because prayer is connected to the chaya and yechida of the soul. When a person prays, we know we have nefesh, ruach, neshama, and then you have chaya and yechida. Tshuva, a, a prayer connects to chaya yechida. Now, these three levels of tshuva is basically connected to the three levels of your soul. You have nefesh, ruach, neshama. In other words, the, the neshama part, nefesh, the higher part, neshama is connected to the world of Bria, which is Torah. And like it says, um, in the prophets of Neshama, Shaddai Tavinum. So you see that Neshama, where it says in the, in the prophets, Neshama used the expressions of Tavinum, which is understanding, which connects the Torah. However, the, when it comes to the, the, the service of prayer, that's connected to what? The Chaya and Yechida. And they're both, con- both connected into, into one idea. Like it says in the Zoyar, they're both called in the soul of the soul. And was, even though in the Medrash he, he divides it into two parts, Chai and Yechida, but the fact is it's all connected to the deepest level. And just like, for example, the Yud of Hashem's name, so you have the Yud, and then you also have the, 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 the top, the kites of the Yud, which is Chai and Yechida together. Okay, so what's the recap? So what I'm saying is like this. You have the, uh, the level of of, of uh, the first level, Sumirat. The second one is Asay Toiv. The next one is what? Bakashalm Feyu, which is connected idea of um, Sumirat, going away from evil, doing mitzvahs, and then learning Torah, and then prayer, which is connected to the four worlds. And those Sumirat is the connected world of Asiya. Um, Asay Toiv is connected to the world of Yitzira. Um, uh, Torah is connected to the world of Bria. 
And tefillah and tshuva is connected to what? To that world of Atsilas. And in Neshama, it applies the same thing also. Um, the the uh, Surmir Ra is connected to the Nefesh. Asin Toiv is connected to Ruach. Um, Toiva is connected to what? To the Neshama. And tefillah and the highest level of tshuva is connected to what? The idea of Chayi Yechida. Now, so that's in general the way it's broken out. But now the is going to take it a step further and he's going to say like this. We're going to look at these four levels and the way they relate and the way they're connected to the avoid of tshuva, which is the avoid of Yishavcha. And he says like this, Surmira, Vyasei Toiv, and then Torah and Tefillah. These are the four levels, but the way it's connected to the idea of tshuva. So he says every one of these you have connected to the way, it's, the way it's on its own. You have Surmi Rav, Asi Toiv, and you have learning Torah and doing Tefillah that would out Tshuva. And then you have it in the level of a Tzadik and a Benini, and even in the lower levels. But the novel and the revolutionary idea in this verse is that these four components, they have the, the quality of a Yahafoich, which totally transformed, and you had the level of Tshuva. So now the Torah is saying is like this. You have generally the Avoid of Surmi Rav, Asi Toiv, Torah and Tefillah, where it stands on its own. But then you have, which in being introduced over here, that Ayelecha Mishkanesecha, which we said, is the four levels of truth that's connected to every one of these four levels the way we serve Hashem. And he explains as follows. What's the idea of Surmira? So it's brought down in Chazal and it says like this. If a person sat and you did nothing, guess what? They give you reward as if you did a mitzvah. Because you didn't do anything wrong. If you sat and did nothing, so technically you didn't do anything positive. But if you did nothing, you didn't do anything bad. So by sitting and doing nothing, you're already not making trouble. And in other words, and even if you don't need any anything to hold you back, to detain you from sitting and doing nothing. Something, oh, for example, somebody holds back from eating things which are forbidden, etc. That a person, like let's say you, you don't eat some, uh, like something non-kosher because it's disgusting to you. You still fulfill the mitzvah of Surmi Ra, you didn't eat it. Just because you don't have a struggle doesn't mean you don't get reward for it. Someone has zero interest in sinning and someone does have an interest in sinning they both when they don't both of them don't sin they both technically get the same reward they both didn't sin and like the author writes in Tanya clearly that there are certain people that were created in a way from when they're born they don't have any conflict they have no struggles from doing anything which is wrong they just naturally if something's wrong they just don't do it they don't have any jitters. They don't have any flies in their head. If something's wrong, you just don't do it. Hashem says, don't do it. You don't do it. Your parents say, don't do it. They don't do it. Whatever. They just, they, they, they're naturally obedient. So that's... But the fact is, they're still listening. However, so that's Surmeira in general. But then there's Surmeira, which is connected to avoid of Tshuva. In other words, when the Surmeira is in a way of transformation... That means you have to transform yourself not to do something you shouldn't be doing. So if you have Surmeira, okay, you didn't do it. Doesn't buy zero interest. Okay, very nice. But then you have Surmeira where it's kind of true when you really want to do it. And you really want to make trouble and you really want to rebel and you really don't want to listen. And you practice restraint. Wow. That's Surmeira with the crown and with the blessing of Truva. Okay, so you see Surmeira could be without Truva. And then it could be with Shuvah. The same thing applies with Asay Toiv, when you do a positive commandment. So in other words, there's, there, you can do Asay Toiv naturally. You just want to do good things. 
But then there's Asay Toiv, not just because you're just naturally doing it. You're fighting, you're going against your nature to do, to do good. It means that you have to fight with yourself to do good. And like, for example, the, the Rebbe gives the example, in reference to Avram Avinu, so it says, Avraham Oyavai. Avram was, the prophet says, Avram loves Hashem. What was Avram's quality? In other words, even though he naturally, he was about chesed, he helped people, and he invited people to his house, and he naturally was a good, kind person, but nevertheless, he would tell the people, bless, and thank Hashem for giving you his blessings. And because of that, he was called the lover of Hashem. <clears throat> Why is that? Because he went against his nature. Naturally, he shouldn't force people to bless God, but he went against his nature. Ah, he went against his nature. That shows that he loved Hashem. The same thing applies to every, every single person. That we have compassion and we're shy and we're, 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 we're kind. So we have to do it in a way, uh, some part of it has to do it more than our nature. So it's like this. I say toiv, People naturally do good. But even in doing good, there's a certain limit up to how much we do. Certain things we don't want to do. Whatever's not in our comfort zone. So when we do the part that we're comfortable doing, it's amazing. But when we do the part that we're not comfortable doing, that's tshuva and asetoyv. The same thing applies in Bakke Shalom. And as it comes to learning Torah. Because, for example, certain people naturally love, you give them a, a book, you give them a chumash, a mishnah, a talmud, kabbalah, a class, they're sitting there, they love it. So that's great. But you have to do more than you're kind of accustomed to doing. Let's say you naturally love to sit for an hour, two, whatever the time frame is, or the, the concentration, and you put in a little more, oh, and like the author writes in Tanya, you can't compare somebody that studies something a hundred times versus someone who something a hundred and one times. Why is that? Because in those days, a hundred was natural. People would sit, they would study something a hundred times. A hundred and one, I'm done. In other words, your nature is not going to block you from doing something that you naturally do, even a hundred times. So therefore, you're not serving Hashem. You're, you're learning and you're doing a mitzvah hundred percent. But it's not called a serving Hashem. But when you learn more than your nature, you do it 101 times, then you're called serving Hashem. And that's why it's, and that's why it's brought down in the, in the Talmud and the Tanya, etc. And he gives an example. Someone was selling donkeys. <clears throat> that, and the, 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 um, that someone, that a donkey would go more than its, more than its regular distance, or you get, to, you get a much greater reward. So the Rebbe brings from his, from his father a blessed memory. He was a big Kabbalist. And he says, why do they use specifically the example from a donkey? In Hebrew, it's called a chamur. Why a chamur? Because chamur comes from the word of course, materialistic. So even though we're talking technically about a donkey, we're really talking about the courses of the body. That's what the Rebbe's father explains. And like the Balshanto, teaching the Balshanto, famous teaching of Balshanto, Balshanto says, when it says in the Torah, Kisira Chamor Seinacha, when you'll see the donkey of your enemy, that's the literal translation. So the Balshanto says it's referring to the Chaymer Haguf, the materialistic coarse part of the body, and you'll see that your body is actually your enemy. But nevertheless, you have to help him. In other words, the same thing also applies over here. Knows it's, it could be that the, the course of your body is not your enemy. Why? Because he likes learning Torah. He'll learn it a hundred times. It's not serving Hashem. Or like, for example, there we give an example, like it says in the Torah from the Alter Rebbe, that, um, somebody that's, you know, naturally, uh, not necessarily in the happiest state of being. So, um, <clears throat> 
So what happens is, so you have it's natural instinct to be like pessimistic, uh, down, etc. So you have to use it to learn wisdom of the Torah. In other words, because whatever you're doing from your nature, you have to go out of your box. So what what is the what is the revolutionary idea of by that by Hashem transform it? That the idea is to learn Torah more than your nature. In other words. Somebody's naturally whatever he's going to say he likes being quiet and sitting and reading, but you got to do more than that. So back to the point. So the point is, even when it comes to learning Torah, there's the natural part that we learn Torah, but then there's going more than your nature, and that's called tshuva and limited Torah. The same thing applies also what when it comes to praying and repentance on a higher level. In other words, it's possible that this is what you like doing. In other words, the minute you see the greatness of Hashem, you go, whoa. You automatically say, Marabu Masecha Hashem. Look at the wonders of Hashem. Magadlu Masecha. In other words, and right away, you, as soon as you see, you get up and you see all the things growing and the, all the, the, you're breathing, you right away, you, 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 you're thanking Hashem. Automatically, you say, Moidani Lofanecha. You don't need this powerful meditation. And you look at us, you know, you're regular, you're serving Hashem because you recognize Hashem's greatness. That's amazing. That's good. But that is not tshuva. No, the the revolutionary idea of Yahafaihu transforming is when you have to me- meditate on the greatness of Shem and the blessings of Shema and Shema and and Shmonasrei. And then you're standing, could took you a lot a lot of effort to get there, then you're standing in front of Hashem, and when the more you put the effort into meditation, so then then you reach the level of Yahafa full transformation. And as you reach the level above limits. And obviously there's many, many levels. And when you reach to the highest level, and that becomes your nature. So then you need to do tshuva to go to the next level. And like it's explained in reference to what it says in the Shema, with all your might, which means there's your might. Everyone has their level. But in reference to someone else, it, it could be standard. In other words, it's not about someone else. It's reference to yourself. In other words, when a person learns Torah and prays, and you do more and you pray more, that's called that's called tshuva. But when when it comes when it comes to your default setting, so then you have to obviously go what to the next level. So in other words, here the Rebbe explained beautifully again all the on the four levels of sur meirah. You can have your default setting. Doesn't bother you, but now when you when you're interested in doing something you shouldn't be doing, you do tshuva. Or I say Torah when you naturally like doing good, but you do more. That's tshuva. Or learning Torah, you do more. Or pray, you do more. That's called tshuva. And basically, it explains beautifully the verse. He says like this: Ma alecha Yisrael. How good is the, the tents of Jacob, the dwelling place of Israel? That in when a person serves Hashem, there's two types of tents. What's the two types of tents? And we'll soon see why it's called a tent. The avoid of the work of surmira going away from evil, and the avoid of doing good. And like in the level of tshuva, surmira with tshuva and asaytoy with tshuva. So why is it called a tent? Because what does a tent mean? A tent is a, temp- a temporary, a temporary abode. And, and so why is it called a tent? Because mitzvahs is only temporary. Because it's only now in this world. However, when Mashiach comes, it's not going to be any more mitzvahs. And that's what Chazal say, when Mashiach comes, we're going to go ahead and we're going to reach the days, we're not going to have any desire for mitzvahs. There's not going to be any mitzvahs. The surme round the asking tell you is only in this world, until Mashiach comes. And that's why it's called the Alecha. The next level is, they are serving Hashem with the Mishkanei Secha. What is that? Learning Torah. 
and prayer on the level of tshuva. Now, why is it called a dwelling place? Because dwelling means it's, it's, it's established, it's there forever. And learning Torah and praying, that's something that's established, and it's also going to be in the world to come in Gan Eden, and also in the future when Mashiach comes. So here you have again another beautiful Hasidic discourse that shows us the path of reaching tshuva in every single aspect of our life. Whether it's not doing what we're supposed to, we're doing with obviously the next level, doing mitzvahs on the next level, Torah study and prayer, and those all on the ultimate level of tshuva. And Rebbe finished up beautifully and he says, that void of mitzvahs is only today. When Mashiach comes, we're not going to do mitzvahs. However, when it comes to learning Torah and praying, that's going to Mashiach comes. Let's hope and pray that we all merit Mashiach to come, and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.